0: death row this is mumia abu jamal these commentaries are produced by Noel hanrahan for prison radio free speech radio news is a worker-run collective our newscast is produced by simba russo and monica lopez today's headlines editor is mitch jesserich our washington editor is leanne caldwell our technical production team at kpfa in berkeley includes eric klein and antonio ortiz You can find archives of our newscasts and documentaries online at www.fsrn.org. You can also email us your comments, questions, and story ideas to comments at fsrn.org. From KPFA in Berkeley, I'm Andrea Lewis, sitting in for Aura Bogado.
1: What are we doing in here?
2: Dan, get off my foot.
1: There are hangers everywhere, Christy.
2: And what's up with these mothballs?
1: This is stifling. I feel like I can't breathe.
2: Yeah, and I can barely move. Forget this, man.
1: Closets, Closets are, are for clothes. clothes. Closets Are for Clothes is Michigan's premier queer radio show, celebrating 30 years of broadcast excellence.
2: 60 minutes of award-winning gaiety and witty repartee. We're here. We're on. Closets are for clothes. On WCBN FM eighty-eight point three radio, free Ann Arbor.
1: The next hour will be jam-packed with news, reviews, and interviews of interest to the LGBT community, our friends, family, and allies.
2: We are your hosts, Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal. Thanks for joining us.
1: Let's go. And we are here. Woohoo! Um, and we um, and we have the fabulous and infamous um, Meredith. Hockman with us. Did dun, you dun, dun. No, I was trying to do like a pregnant pause. You know. Oh. You know, the Meredith Hockman. <laughs> so So yes, exactly. So we were um and uh we will be expecting Christy any moment. Super. Dun dun dun. And we also have someone else that's um here with us this evening. Would you uh, would you like to
3: We have a very special guest in the studio. His name is John Keserich.
1: dun. dun, dun. <laughs> Hello
3: everybody. <laughs> uh. and and John's joining us all the way from the west side of the state.
1: Yes. Wow. We have something. But he's actually
2: in the studio. Yes.
1: Yes. He is. <laughs> <actually> <laughs> right here. Oh, sorry, Christy. We're trying to figure this out. So, um, yeah, really. Um, goodness. Why is well, the headset having yeah, such issues? We're,
2: we're having I guess I could just slouch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you
1: could just <laughs>
3: lean across the table.
1: Here's some more slack. Slack. Okay, we're getting. I'm giving you slack, Christy. <laughs>
3: I appreciate it, I knew yeah. this.
1: <laughs> so how are you, Christy?
2: Oh, you're, it's already, t- you know, I'm good. <laughs> sorry. Don't ask
3: questions, just answer them.
2: Yeah.
1: We can go to Meredith first. No, no, no oh, it's okay. cool.
2: I was on the way here, I was like, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? I have so many things I can
0: wow. talk about.
2: Well, not that great. It's oh. not that great. Well, I will say that, I'm sorry I'm late, first of all, I just strolled in, but I live near the intersection of 94 and 23. Actually, I don't really live near that intersection, but I live in an area where a lot of people like to drive through my Uh, part of the world to avoid that interchange. That's right. (coughs) So traffic is exceptionally heavy around my house right now. Gotcha. Um, So sorry. Um, Gotcha. (coughs) But what I I noticed when I was leaving is that we have been noticing that there's a hole in our front porch. Oh my gosh! Well, it's not that big. It's a cement porch, and it's oh. like on the side of it. It's okay. not. <coughs> Boy, we're all Sorry. doing good. Um, and I was like, we've been talking about well, we need to. Ha- there's actually two. There's one on the front corner and one on the side, and we've actually been talking about we need to replace our porch. That's kind of bad. It's only going to get worse, and eventually our little, I mean, our porch is what, three by three square? Like it's not <laughs> it's I mean, not a giant porch. It's not like to... you hang out, we hang out on it. Right. <coughs> Unlike at our but old house. For public safety reasons. Right, and for our own safety. Yeah,
1: the letter carrier. Well,
2: now I've realized why there are holes there. I just saw, before I came to the show, there is a chipmunk living under our porch. Oh!
1: oh.
3: Is it Alvin, Simon, or Theodore?
2: I'm not sure. Maybe all three. Aha. Uh-huh.
1: Or chip and
2: And I happen to think that chipmunks are some of the gayest animals in the <laughs> animal world. And I'm big fans of them. And I <laughs> now I'm conflicted
3: because I mean you love them, but not. When I they love live under them,
2: your but <laughs> <porch>?
3: <laughs> do I replace my porch
2: and kick them out? Can you do I evict the gay? The gay animals? I don't know. I'm very upset about this
3: now. Can't you just relocate them? I don't know how chipmunks work in the world.
2: I don't know, mate. I mean, if we were to knock down the porch while they weren't home, they would come back, find their home gone, and find somewhere else. I'm saying.
1: Exactly. And they may have just moved from New Orleans.
2: Right. Exactly. They may be, you know, gay refugees from Katrina. That's right. Living under my porch. So... I'm very conflicted about this. I have to think about it some more because I'm serious. Chipmunks aren't rank high on my list of favorite animals. So,
3: because they're really
2: cute, they are incredibly cute. And they've—I've known that we've had chippies in our yard because I've had them come hang out with me before, like in the garage. They'll dart in there and they'll freak out and dart back out, and, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Or I've seen it—they come up on our back porch sometimes because that's where our grill is. And I'm certain there's oh. things that we've dropped that chipmunks find very yummy. Right, right. Especially so, when you got good cooks like you two. Well, thanks. So, I I knew that they were there. I didn't know that they'd made home under the front porch. Yeah. So oh, my little man. <laughs> my little gay friends might be homeless. I mean, we had no plans of doing it anytime soon. We just knew that we needed to do it.
1: Eventually. Eventually. Right. Probably
2: before winter comes. Well,
1: has the hole gotten bigger and bigger?
2: Well, the one on the the one on the front, it actually we have had it patched since we've lived there. It was a it was a hole already. Okay. And I think we had sort of a crappy patch job. Ah, okay. Um, and then the one on the side has steadily grown, and I tried to like put a brick up against it. No, it's no good. They push it out of the way. They their chippies are strong. They're strong little gay guys. That's Mm -hmm. right. I think they're actually bears. <laughs> so, but I'm otherwise very good. I went to Pride this Pride Motor City Pride on Uh-oh, Saturday. Oh wow! How was it? It was there were a, a damn lot of people there. Oh, I bet. And it was um damn sight hotter than they told us it was going to be wow. on the wow. Weather on Channel the TV.
3: You and did? Yeah, I saw the, it on the TV, and you could tell people didn't realize they were taping, because they'd be walking along, and then they'd see the, the video camera, and they'd, like, scramble to either side to get out of its way. Uh-oh.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Well, I would have been, like, I'd have been proud to be on TV. That's whatever. right. Hi, We came up with this <laughs> dilemma, and maybe we can talk about this further at some other point. Not today, but, you know, at some point in the future. Uh-huh. Uh, there were four of us that went, plus Charlotte.
1: Okay,
2: you know Charlotte because you was, can't leave her home yet. Right, she can't <laughs> stay home <laughs> by herself yet. I mean, but she was sort of just asleep; like that was Aww. her pride. She just slept mostly. But excuse me, we were talking about like okay, you walk through. You see everything. There is just like, you know, you walk through all the booths and I'm not, you guys may not know this, but I've, I've been out for a while. So really? okay. all the resources that I need to access in the community, I've accessed and I know <laughs> how to read them. So like the booths are not so interesting to me anymore. Right. Unless there's something new and I'll go look at it and stuff. Or if I see somebody I know working at a booth, I will certainly say hello to them. But we got to the sort of, we walked around, we looked at the sh- the ones that were selling things. We ate our fair food, you know, we got uh-huh. our giant plate of weird french fries and then <laughs> we were standing there and you're we like what what do we do now
3: yeah. that's how i feel about pride all the like, time i feel like a bad gay person
2: for what do you feeling that way. what do you do at pride once you've like done the walkthrough and it's like we drove an hour to get here like we want to hang out
1: well isn't there like a show isn't there like a beer tent yeah. there i mean well, charlotte, beer, charlotte beer
3: tent. We know Charlotte's a big beer drinker. <laughs> it is. She is. She's a big beer drinker. The issue with
2: the beer tent is that even if I were interested in that, standing in that smarmy kind of sweaty crowd of people drinking almost cold beer uh-huh. on a really hot day is a very unattractive oh.
0: idea of fun to me. That's so just okay. you're
3: smushed up next to people. You don't right. know who are sweaty and and probably drunk and trying to get it on with whoever's standing next to them right and you're thinking great it's like being in the middle of an orgy exactly <laughs> that i didn't really get invited <laughs> right. to like Darn. i'm sort of barging you my accidentally way in.
2: showed up right yeah. <laughs> and and so the show is relatively interesting but there's zero shade
0: oh where the show is okay. always
2: always it's been that every time i've ever That's gone true. To I'm just thinking about it, there's yeah. zero shade and i'm just not down with sitting with my baby both babies, uh-huh. the real, the actual infant, and my baby, my girlfriend, or whatever partner, and I get chastised for calling her my girlfriend, oh, so that's why I changed it. Okay. Um. Anyway, in this bright, beating sun, and it's like ninety degrees outside. You need to a see umbrella. Mediocre <laughs> drag. Oh!
1: <laughs> you know?
2: Oh, That's the real issue.
1: Mediocre drag. Well, did they have like music and bands? And... Yes,
2: but. I'm. There was like there are so many people there. They didn't adequately plan for seating. I think. Uh, but again, you know, it wasn't all that interesting to us.
1: Okay. So there was like. So maybe they did like a game tent.
2: Yeah, they could have like, like. I you don't should, know. You should jarts. send your comments jarts. to them. That's
1: I right. should. Yes.
3: More. should I'm not
2: really complaining. Like I think no. it was fun, and I think for the, all the people that were there, a lot of you know got what they needed, but it was like. Well, what do I do?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
3: No, I think it's important to have. A, I mean, because I'm sure that there are a lot of people who feel the way you do. Like, I want to participate in pride. I want to support it. But I don't really, you know, the tents or the resources is not really the area that I'm interested in. What else right. is there? I think gay fun activities. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Gay, gay. Or tournament. just fun activities. actually gay.
3: I meant gay as in fun. Oh, okay. And happy. Oh,
1: that's good. That's very clever.
3: How are you, Meredith? <laughs> I'm fine, thank you.
0: <laughs> is that it? That's I all we get. It. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I'm super. I'm really
3: good. I um. What is going on? I don't. I'm I'm having a little mini freak out about leaving. So. Oh. I know.
2: I had one about you leaving earlier today myself. Did you? Oh, I it's did. nice to
3: know people are freaking out with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm having a little bit of a freak out. I, I've found a place to live, and it's, it's one room, and I'm a little afraid that I've accumulated too much items over the years to uh, live in a single room, but...
1: Gotcha. Now are you going to take your your sofa and mm-hmm. bed? hmm Oh, so they're going to have both the. So could you strategically be able to put, like, I one? I have and no
3: idea. I won't know until I get there.
1: Oh, so you haven't even... It's, like, sight unseen. Well,
3: I, someone looked at it for me. Okay. And she said it was great. It was really cute. It was adorable. I had to get it. And I trust her opinion. So I'm excited, but I'm also, like, I've acquired a lot of stuff. So uh-huh.
1: Gotcha. Well, maybe you can do like a little storage area or something.
0: Yeah.
3: And I'm a little nervous too. Like I'm moving to a new city. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, very strong ties to the gay community here. The gay community that I've encountered in DC is a little bit too, and I know that there's more than this, but the the gay community that I've encountered in DC is more of the go out and party and, Ah, you know, or they like to wear suits. Right. And I don't That's the gay the gay crowd <laughs> I counted in D C. They were all very sooty. Yeah, oh, and wow. I don't I don't do either really. Huh. So I, I don't know it's gonna be weird living in a city where like I can't you know right. I can but I'm actually gonna be someone who needs to go to a resource tent. <laughs> which I haven't <laughs> had to do. With <laughs> <that>. <laughs> so Well, well fortunately the they have those Oh, I'm sure they do. They okay. must. There is the or hobby, Baltimore. There's some place down in Dupont Circle, which is for those of you who don't know DC, which I is don't like, is the gay mecca. Oh, is Dupont Circle, which is fine, but it's that's their Brown Yeah, that's their ah, Broncourt. Court. Okay. Ah, it's like if Brown expanded just a little bit, and I mean, so I I know that I can go there and I would find people, but still, I'm yeah. just a little bit like. Well, what about George? at the university? Um. Interestingly enough, I have not seen or heard anything about any like Gay Law Student Association wow. anything out Outlaws, which is what U of M has. Oh, Outlaws!
1: Ah, ah, Get ah, it? Ah, <laughs> I haven't it. heard anything like huh. nothing.
3: I've gotten stuff from a bunch of different minority organizations and that have outreach and stuff. You know, events come see this or having nothing. Nothing. Nothing.
1: Wow. So you're going to have a lot to do when you mm-hmm. like to get connected. And
3: and that's, you know, it's the community that I feel most comfortable in. And so I'm sure that there are other communities I could. Right. But it's the community I feel most connected to and comfortable. so Right. Huh. Know, it's going to be interesting. We're going to have to resolve this. I know. Dang. Yeah. Maybe we're going to have to have like a It guest used to be when I didn't know where to find something in the gay community, I would call Jim Toy. And now I feel like I have to find a new Jim Toy in D.C. I'm
2: oh. certain that there is
3: one there. Oh, there has to be, right? No, there's no, no there's, but like no, toy. there's I similar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no gym toy. Well, uh, know, there's uh, no, there's uh, no gym toy. Uh, like the gym toy, but
1: That's right. There
2: may so. be a person yeah. who is a resource.
1: <laughs> I'm good a hard time. In the
2: dec- I know you are. I'm giving it right back. <laughs> so, yeah, Definitely. but the
1: um um yeah, so there should be some resources. I mean, there should be somebody. Yeah, exactly. I'm or at sure. least a hotline that you can Or a,
2: <laughs> or, or
3: or like a rap or right. mm-hmm. well, so something that's what I was thinking, like a community center. Like New York is yeah. a community center. You walk right. in and you find out Boom. Right, right. It's yeah. so like everything gay right there and
2: Yes. Yeah. So. Definitely. I right. like my one stop shopping gay area. I do too.
0: Okay.
3: I like it like in the a sense gay community center like initial starting point. Yes,
2: right, okay. right, 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 right. Not, not as like, like a forever. Out, right? I like it right. I like it when I'm visiting a new place like that. Yes.
1: Yeah. That's I like right. it to th- for me, I, I, I like it spread out. I like it, you know, kind of like mixed. Like kind of U of M is versus you know how like Eastern it's all on one campus, mm-hmm. and then they have those little outspurts kind of thing and all. The, but U of M, it's got it's like part of it's, it's like infiltrated m- the entire yeah, city. Yeah, you like that. I kind of like that. So, but you know, we can it, it's that just all in one like little gay ghetto.
2: Right, right. which in a town that I live in, I'd prefer it to be all spread out. I like to be able to go to something gay on every block. But when (laughs) I'm visiting a new town, having like a few gay things right next to each other is kind of
3: helpful. And that's what's nice about like DuPont Circle is you've got some gay things all right there. There's like a leather store and then there's, you know, I think HRC has an office right there and... There's like a bookstore right there. That's all you need
2: leather, HRC, books. That's it.
3: Exactly. (laughs) What more could I ask for? Definitely.
2: Well, if there was like a gay karaoke bar in there, too, then see, then it would be complete. Yes. That's sure. than everything I ever Leatherman did. Leatherman doing karaoke. Oh, that perfect. is sight. Read even it's better. John's
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> no, books. John just dreams of that. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, yeah. So...
2: <laughs> so, Dan, I'm uh-huh. wondering how I you're doing.
1: You. Time time. Yes, my song. <laughs> This is a great song. It is.
2: Oh, you've committed a crime
3: <laughs> yourself. Or two. Seven. <laughs> you've definitely few. done that.
2: <laughs> <sighs> I've had my shirt, bad that kicked in my
0: face, but I've come true.
2: Listening to this song. Because. Which is a great song, it's a by the way. I mean, you don't song.
3: actually need a reason, but there is, in fact. You don't,
2: one. We don't need a reason to listen to Queen anytime, ever, no, as far as I'm true. concerned.
1: But when you listen to this Queen today, it's because I completed the Dexter in Upper Run. That's, that's awesome! awesome.
2: Congratulations! <laughs> that is fabulous news. Woo-hoo.
1: I'll tell you, actually, I only did the 10K fitness walk, but I've telling everybody, Hey, you know, that's fine. 10K ask,
2: fitness walk is awesome.
1: Well, when I say the Dexter Ann Arbor Run, they're like, oh, wow, you did the half marathon? And I'm like, well, yeah, I did the 6.2 miles. You, you know. did the
3: quarter marathon.
1: <laughs> that's true. I never thought about that. Yeah.
2: Huh, huh. What was the route?
1: Um, it's all down Huron River. So the the half marathon started actually in Dexter, and then they d- uh, ran down the Huron River. Um, I started at Delhi Mm-hmm. Um, and then walked the Huron River all the way down to downtown Ann Arbor. Um, and then the people who did the 5K, um, they started at Barton. Is it Barton that's up there? Mm-hmm. Barton Park. And they walked all the way to downtown Ann Arbor. So we all eventually met at the downtown spot. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's wonderful. I really, it was, it's so incredible. It Are you was so
3: proud of yourself?
1: I, yes. And Good. In fact, that's you should be. I'm, you know, I'm so <laughs> proud that I did. Um, but I did go to this, um, sorry, I'm not hearing myself suddenly, but, um. <laughs> oh, well,
2: you're still talking. Oh, okay, so, um, <laughs> 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 The world um, can still hear you. Um,
1: so, but there was a, um, it was really kind of, it was cool. Oh, because oh you're, not you're not actually, you're not not actually being heard.
0: Not oh,
1: now. <laughs> How'm I doing? Am I in now? Okay. okay. Thanks, oh Alex. <laughs> Um Thank you so much. He was Alex. still talking. Um F Y I. Um but the um uh, but, yeah, it, there's, there's, um, there was music. There was, um, there encouragement. was different b- encouragement. Well, and that was what was so wonderful. I mean, there was times that I was a little discouraged. Like, you know what? I'm walking on the far left of Huron River Drive where there's, like, gravel so the runners can do their thing and I can stay out of the way. They don't have to have a big, you know, target. They can just kind of, <laughs> you know, obviously as far over as I possibly can and let the runners go. Um, but people still clipped me. It was like, you know, like get out of my way type thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I was really kind of like insulted, like, what the hey? I'm all how much farther can I get You're over. You're supposed to be in the Huron
3: River, darn like, it. Yeah, exactly. This a swim. Exactly.
1: This a biathon or something. And um and I got so <laughs> fust- so frustrated with that. Oh, so I got so frustrated with that. And um <laughs> um but what was so wonderful was that the there the, the musicians that were there, they were playing and then there was like for every one time I got clipped there was at least six other people that were like, Keep going, glad you're here Um, you know, really like um just really encouraging. You need to be here. I'll meet you at the at the uh, finish line, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, come on, you can do this, don't give up. It was really wonderful to have That's that. That's awesome. You know, just these run, and it was like the runners. It wasn't other walkers. The right, other walkers right. were hysterical. I mean, some brought like margarita packages <laughs> with them. I mean, it was very funny. Some were just strolling and um, catching up on gossip and. Um, and w- there was a couple that would stop and, and, um, talk to the, uh, the, the police people, um, that were there. And it was very, uh, very interesting. Did but
2: anybody hand you paper cups of Gatorade or water?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. I did. did you throw them I your sort face? of desperately wanted, wanted to do that. Do <laughs> that want to Uh-oh. have that happen. But I'll tell you everything. It took me everything I could <laughs> to throw it out. To throw it onto the ground because there, there's no trash cans. Right. So you just throw it on the ground, and I took everything I could. I mean, I held on, to like, I'll just hold on to the end. Like, this or whatever. And the friends I was walking with like, throw it out. Just throw <laughs> just it. just dropped it. will come <laughs> behind
2: you and pick it up later. Oh, yeah, but I just thought yeah. that would so wrong.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. It does, it I, I wrong.
1: am better. Well,
2: congratulations, Dan. Thank That's you. awesome that you did that. Yes. It's so really, really cool yes. that you did it.
1: So I'm really glad that, you know, I wore my Hawaiian shirt, and everybody was like, this is a really kind of freaky, but yeah.
3: Oh, no. No, you, I bet you looked beautiful. Aww. There's no
1: better
2: place for the Hawaiian shirt <laughs> <in> than <there now. laughs> along so. the Kieran River.
1: Exactly. Right. But so I got home, and during the recovery time on Sunday, all I kept hearing was about the gay marriage and how the, the amendments coming, you know, they're going to be voting on it mm-hmm. and, um, and what's going to be happening with this, and... And I hear that they're either going to be doing a vote today. It or did today. They did vote today. Yes. So, see, I and it was out defeated
3: 49 to 48.
1: 49 to 48. So that's like a little Which too close. Do,
2: well, it doesn't. it's not as close as it sounds because okay. they needed 60 votes to, gotcha. to move forward. It
3: is more votes than they got the last time, but there's also been an election since then where four Republicans were voted into... Office uh-huh. to rep- so they had an increase in numbers and so
1: gotcha so that's why I invited Sean Kozoski from the Triangle Foundation um, to join us and he is on the phone um, and I think I hear him now <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um hey Sean
4: hey how are y'all doing
1: we're doing good great. how are
4: you. Great.
1: Sorry if there's any background noise. I'm driving back from the Capitol. Aha. Uh-huh. That's all right. Gotcha. So, and I, and I kind of, like, invited Sean to kind of talk about it, because I think everybody who listens to our show kind of knows why this needs to be defeated. But but why, why is President Bush using all this time right now to, when we've got other bigger things, fish to fry, if you will, uh, but yet he wants to focus on gay marriage. So,
4: Sean, enlighten me. Well, it's pretty transparent. I think that even those who heard the president this weekend come out in support of the federal marriage amendment again could hear in his voice that he wasn't really passionate about it. I think that the Republican Party isn't sold that this amendment is a really good thing to do for the Constitution, but they do know it's important to do politically. So you hear him talking out of both sides of his mouth, and they know they don't have the votes. And... The last time they voted on this, two years ago, and this time, there wasn't an actual vote on the FMA. There was only a vote on whether to proceed on voting. So I don't think a lot of folks want to actually vote on whether to shove some discrimination into our Constitution because it's really not something people are proud of.
1: So what are they going to use this for? I mean, why waste our time and energy in doing this?
4: Well, of course, Congress, their approval ratings right now are so horribly bad that they are prone to distracting Americans with ridiculous things like a special session of Congress for Terry Schiavo and votes several days of debate on something they knew was going to fail, which is just about the most reverse logic you can have, that you would schedule a vote for something that you know is going to fail when your own party is in control and you can't even get 50% support. So it's, it's pretty ridiculous. They're trying to distract America, with these votes on on, uh, beating up on a minority because they know that right now America is upset with them.
1: And, well, so, I mean, so it's obviously going to... Somebody's listening or it's affecting somebody. They wouldn't do it... I assume they wouldn't do it just to distract us. I mean, it, it's a, it's being effective in some way, isn't it?
4: Well, they're using this vote to punish Democrats and moderate Republicans who voted the wrong way. So they use this vote in an election year. It's always in an election year. They're using the vote to specifically get the right wing riled up to go punish these Democrats that are in moderate elections, like like Debbie Stabenow. That's why these things are done. But it's just really telling, and folks should be really aware that we're proud to have Carl Levin and Debbie Stabenow here in Michigan that have been resolute in their opposition to this amendment since day one.
1: That's great, mm-hmm. and and I heard something, and I don't know if, if anybody else has heard it about the indecency law that they also were voting on this week or late last week. On uh, it was a reaction to the F, uh, not the FDA, but the, the FCC, F- FCC, um, with the um, the wa- war- the wardrobe malfunction, and and it took them two years to finally get a reaction to this, and and they're voting. Is this also similar to try to get? The, the same the same reason why they're doing that as well are voting on these things
4: I'm not aware of that vote necessarily but yes I mean it's a steady stream of distractions people should just be uh, ready for things on flag burning um, you know the fuzzy bunny and warm sunshine for all act I mean we're gonna see all these silly things this year because they want to improve you know their approval ratings I wouldn't be surprised if the president tried bringing home a whole bunch of troops in August you know, just to, like, really distract people from how horrible things are going.
1: Now, so are the Democrats that far ahead that the Republicans are worried? I mean, it sounds if, like... Go ahead. If,
4: if the elections were held today, Democrats would take back Congress, at least the House of Representatives. Uh, and that, and it's not just, like, a theory thing. I mean, the polls are showing that right now, if the elections were held, Republicans would, would lose a lot of seats. So they have about four or five months to really earn back... Uh, or distract uh, voters' uh, trust because they they know that they're in deep trouble right now. Democrats don't have a strategy to win, but Republicans are not succeeding in their strategy. So it's really going to be a a tight, tight election if things continue the way they are now. And we're still expecting more indictments, more horrible behavior to to surface out of D.C.
1: On which side? Toward the Republicans or toward the... A
4: little bit of both, but I mean... Republican side, because generally, if voters are just disheartened about what's going on in Washington, they want to, quote-unquote, throw the bums out, they're going to throw out the party in power. Um, so it's more likely to hurt uh, Republicans.
1: So, like, what are some things that, like, I mean, because I get frustrated, like, okay, why are you wasting my time, or why, how, like... Uh... Why are they wasting our time with with doing these frivolous things? I mean, Mm -hmm. is there any way that, like, I could even stop saying, you know what, let's not even get it out of the committee? Or, like, what are things that that we can do to kind of like, hey, wake up to um, what they're doing? Well,
4: I think most importantly, we're fortunate that it's not our uh Democratic uh, congressional or Senate delegation doing this. So there's not a lot of legislators are doing the bad stuff. I think what we need to focus on is demanding from our newspapers um, and writing letters to the editor and speaking out, joining protests when you hear about them, but mostly ho- holding our media accountable about how ridiculous this waste of resources is when we need to be solving homelessness and fixing the economy and getting our troops home, that there's all this wasted dialogue. So we need to raise that with the media. We need to talk with our families. We need to talk in our city councils. We need to go to every venue we can in our community and, and, and speak about this.
1: So um, with the so, has, have the Democrats found a, found a way to how they're going to counter some of this bad press that they're expecting?
4: Well, the vast majority of the leadership of the Democratic Party is, is really not on the attack. They're very much on the defensive. They're just sitting back and watching the Republican Party implode. And that is not a strategy that has worked before. Um, If they want to clearly lay out a vision for this country that is why they are better to lead this country, I think they would fare a lot better in the fall. But right now, they're just kind of like sitting there and uh, not going on the attack, and that is going to hurt them.
1: And is there there a strategy behind that? I mean, do they have a different angle or is it just the business as usual and they, they think
4: they think they have a strategy but that just because they have a position on stuff does not mean they have a strategy and they just don't and they would they would of course disagree with me right. um but the, they mm. do not have a cohesive discipline in the party to hold people together to take out this republican congress gotcha
1: so what is the republican ideal like what what when they're thinking of this is how we want it this is how we see see america what seems to be what the. What, are, what, are, what is their ultimate plan? Like, we have met our goal. Do you know? Can you even speak to that? For the Democrats? For the Republicans.
4: Oh, uh, well, for the Republic, if the Republicans maintain control of the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate, they will have seen that as ultimate victory. Um, that they will lose some seats this November. It's almost guaranteed they're going to lose some seats. So it all depends on how um, uh, Dennis Haster and Bill Frist's leadership. Results. I mean, time delay already took a fall. If the Senate or House
1: loses a lot of seats, they may switch who their leader is. Gotcha. Gotcha. So so to end on a different note, so what is the Democrat vision then? I have a feeling you might know it.
4: Well, I, I don't think that there is one singular Democratic vision. We know what the Democratic Party is supposed to stand for, but they're so fragmented. We've got Democrats voting for the war. We have Democrats not not caring at all about this wiretapping, some of them supporting the wiretapping. I mean, you've got Democrats all over the place not able to articulate why this uh, you know, administration has failed America. So I, I don't think the Democrats do have one single vision. I know that they generally want to preserve Social Security. They generally want a sane end to the war in Iraq, and they generally want um, health care for as many people. But other than that, they just don't seem to have a cohesive vision.
1: Gotcha. So we need to stay tuned and kind of see where they're going, or at least let our our folks know of what our vision is.
4: If you are a Democrat, I would definitely work on those local candidates and talk to them about what their vision needs to be. If you're a local Republican, you need to tell them what you think their uh, position needs to be on these things. So there are many moderate Republicans, including just south of Ann Arbor and west, um, and and uh, Joe Schwartz, a Republican congressman from Michigan, is very moderate and very sane on these issues. And so regardless of party, we need to get the Congress back
1: to work on what it needs to be it's talking about. Exactly. Definitely. Sean, as usual, it's been a pleasure. Thank Absolutely. you so much.
4: Uh, thank you all.
1: All right. And that was Sean Kozowski from the Triangle Foundation. You can definitely find out more information at uh, try.org, That's T R I dot org terrific gotcha but i guess that's just one of those things where i get really frustrated it's like why in the world are we even dealing with this right now when we've got so many other things there are
2: a lot of other things that are more important to be worried about and it's again it's we've talked about this before that (laughs) the rabid right wing sets can in a lot of ways sets the gay agenda because they're the ones that they are the gay right they're the ones that want to have this fma Crap on you know that they're voting on, and you know most queers that I know are like whatever, you yeah. know, like right, we don't want that, right. we don't want that amendment, but we're not really so into the campaigning for marriage. Like that's not our issue. You right. know what we want we wanna be safe yes. and we wanna have jobs yeah. and places to live yes. and health care. Yes. And those are the things that are important to us and and so it's definitely like Meredith said, you know, they're they're the gay agenda.
1: <laughs> <laughs> definitely, exactly. So yeah, and I think that, that some people are feeling that by having the marriage it's gonna be a that that is the the ace of the hole. That that'll give right, us everything.
3: It's the panacea thing. And I it's think not. That, I think what happened is that some portion of our community jumped the gun a little bit in saying, "Okay, let's right. go straight after marriage." Right. And like Christy said, there are so many other issues that aren't being addressed. Issues that affect Americans across the board, whether you're gay or right. not, whatever your identification is. Well,
2: and the thing is, is that marriage is such a middle class white value. That like you know that's what's impo- it's important to that group of people right. and I think that's the portion of our community that jumps the gun oh well of course we want to get married right. and because everybody, wants, they everybody wants, that. wants that
3: the other things that a majority of our community haven't they right. have a safe place they're in a committed relationship they may already have children they they have a job they have health care they have right. all of those things right. Um. and so of course the next step for them is well I want to be able to marry exactly. and whereas we have community members who can't get health care who don't have a place they can live who aren't safe walking down their streets and they're saying what do I care if I can get married I can't even hold the hand of the person that I care about or even be open about the fact that I may love someone right and if
2: I and even if I could get married it's not going to be any safer for me to walk right. down the street hand in hand with my
3: partner. Right. It doesn't get... That's not
2: automatically a safety net. I think exactly.
3: that we've left a large majority of our community behind on this issue. And I think that's why right. We people aren't out in force. They are, but they're, it's not in the way that it could be if right. it was it's around not. a different issue. And,
2: and in fact, I'd even go a step further and say that, you know, why... Why do you get special rights just because you're legally partnered with someone? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, what is that about, and why... Shouldn't we be questioning that? Right. Like, right. why do I get something just because I've fallen in love and made... made Got a piece of paper? Yeah. Why do I get something... Spe- some tax break or whatever? Like, I should... Everybody should be able to get
3: that tax break. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think yeah. that that the Republican party or I should I shouldn't say the Republican party. I should say that more conservative right-wing Republicans, ten and re- and religious folks overall tend to have said, "Oh, well, homosexual marriage is going to be the thing that kills marriage." No, that's not the thing that's killing marriage. There's a whole bunch of other social issues that are impacting the health of you know um, the American family that have nothing to do with whether or not we can marry I, right. have nothing to do with it and so to bring up the issue of gay marriage and say well we need to save marriage well fine maybe that is something that's an American value I, it's not my American value but to say that this is the thing that's going to solve the problem is just ridiculous it's absolutely right. it's like saying we can't really fix all the things that really need to be fixed so we're going to put a pretend band-aid on the issue and say here we go, Absolutely. We, we got rid of gay marriage so now everything's okay and I don't see, I was watching a news conference with all these different organizations, religious organizations civil rights organizations who were supporting the FMA and they were talking about everything else but not about gay marriage, they were talking about you know the importance of saving the family, the importance of having a two parent household, not even a two parent household that was a male and a, a female they weren't even ta- They were just talking about the importance of saving you know the tradition of family and the support that family brings, and how it has really had a valuable impact on so many communities when they have strong families and Someone in the press raised their hand and said, "Well, then why isn't this amendment about divorce?" And why isn't it about whether or not people should be, it should Mm -hmm. be easy to get a divorce in our country? If 51% of marriages or 50% of marriages end in divorce, why aren't we talking about that? Isn't that the issue? I mean, why are we talking about committed committed gay relationships as opposed to, you know, heterosexual relationships that don't work? Right. You know, why don't we talk about the heterosexual relationships that are falling apart as opposed to pointing fingers at something that has, is, nothing has nothing to do with right. what, how they're, why you they're know, not If I want to be in a committed relationship, what does that have to do with whether you're going to get a divorce or not? Right. Right. Exactly.
2: Well, and that's what uh, the thing that I've said and I've never gotten a satisfactory answer to it. I've asked people, I've said, so if I've asked, I've asked straight friends of mine. So if I were allowed to get married legally, would you feel less married? Like, and they're like, "Well no, I mean, it doesn't make any sense that like these two people over here getting married makes this these two people over here their marriage is now destroyed right it it one doesn't cause the other that's right it, it has no i mean ultimately i th- I personally think what we need is we need we have a very antiquated definition of family yep. and that that family needs to be defined by the individual who participates in that family, and so you know, it can be, like, we could be a family, the four of us sitting here. And in Aww. some ways, we kind of are. Yeah, really. And that that's a definition that I think scares the hell out of people like George Bush. Exactly. Well, and and I that's
3: the issue. Th- I, th- I th- also think that it's a definition of family when people are, you know, I don't have my parents anymore. Does that mean uh, I don't have a family? Uh, right. Uh, if you use that sole definition, then that means I am an orphan I suppose for lack of a better term whereas I feel like I have a family I feel like I have people I care about people who care about me who uh, we have no absolutely no blood relationship whatsoever and I didn't with my parents I mean I was adopted like so we really do need to get away from what family means because you know who at the end of the day I think it's about who is going to come and take care of you and be there for you and love you genuinely and not about whether or not they gave birth to you or signed a piece of paper saying that they were your, you right. know... Do they love you any right, less? Right, exactly. right. right,
1: And so we need to divorce ourselves from the topic for just a bit and do a little station identification <laughs> and get back to We've seeing... We've been trying to do it for 10 minutes. Oh, we so have it. been, a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see, you know, how they handle that over on the other side. <laughs>
3: Hi, this is Kevin Correa from the LGBT Affairs Office at the University of Michigan. Check out Closets Are for Clothes on Wednesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. right here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor.
2: Dance you'd be <laughs> Is, yeah, it really. your, is your your special place? It's
1: my special place, exactly. And it's so easy. I mean, because I know on the east side here of Michigan, it is so rough. We're having a really hard time trying to stay united and being out and being safe and taking care of our own families. We're on the west side of Michigan. It is a piece of cake. I mean, they've got <laughs> Saga right. Talk and Douglas and Camp It. Grand and Rapids. Gr- uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, the, the lucky, family. Um, gay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so... Um, so John just visited us just came over to visit Meredith and Meredith brought him along. That's Yay! Right. So is it all true? Watch parts. <laughs> <laughs> parts is parts, John. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, what is it like
5: over there? (laughs) Well, you know, I live in a relatively conservative area. So, and without a whole lot of opportunities for the gay community to connect with one another at all. Uh, You know, the closest places that we do have are places like Sagatuck and Douglas or Kalamazoo. And, you know, all those places are at least 45 minutes away. So, right within our own communities, you know, we sort of struggle within, you know, how to connect with one uh, one another and how to connect with others outside of the gay community. Some of the stuff that we've been working on uh, out in that way is actually really trying to start to develop an allied base so that when we're reaching out, and certainly not that there is not a significant number of GLBT folks in the area, but uh, they're all closeted, quite Uh honestly. So, I mean, there's even folks who are out to their family and friends are very much closeted at work, closeted out in public. So you know, in order to give those folks and, and really closeted folks who aren't uh, out to anybody, including perhaps themselves, um, we're trying to board build a really huge ally base with um, through the work at the uh, OAC, which is the Out and Information Center. That is uh, stationed out in St. Joseph, which is actually an arm of the YWCA. Our YWCA out that way is incredibly supportive of the community and, and has offered to absorb a lot of the costs that we lose while running the OAC. Wow. Um, in fact, you know, places like the Triangle Foundation and the Arcus Foundation um, fund us very generally or generously, sorry. Um, to do some of the work that we're doing, but some of the best work that we can do is, is reach out to our allied uh, our allies in the community to help them start to speak about our issues because mm-hmm. there's so many gay folks out there that are unwilling or perhaps unable to speak out about our issues. Um, now,
1: so and that's one of the things that surprised me it was I think it was in Douglas that they don't have the ordinance to uh, for. Non-discrimination. Um, non-discrimination in douglas but they do have it at sagatuck
5: i'm not really sure oh
1: I'm but i was just the one of the things that i was surprised with is that they and couldn't wouldn't
2: be surprising to me
1: really Why yeah that?
2: well just because i i feel like oh sagatuck i mean it's surprising to me because i think every town should have it i think it should be a <laughs> michigan state law but i my experience with those two towns uh, that doesn't surprise me is uh, what i mean like okay my personal experience being involved in any aspect of those communities. Yeah,
1: exactly. Th- it is a definitely different atmosphere when you go to yeah. the two downtowns. Right, yeah, right. Exactly. Wow. So like, so, what kind of changes has happened? I mean, have there been changes for good or is it DeVos that's over there? that? that side? Yes, Grand Rapids. Uh, Grand Rapids. Yes. So, I mean, so has he been a positive influence over on the LGBT mm, community? Not so much,
5: no. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
5: no. Um, he hasn't really been speaking to our issues very much on the campaign trail this year. Uh, Jennifer Granholm did however come out to um, St. Joseph and in and County, which she hasn't done in years and wow. years and years. So uh, we actually got a special visit from her, which was quite nice, because we get very little attention out in that corner. Um,
2: That's true.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and, and it's unfortunate. Of, yeah, we're sort of forgotten about over there in the corner. So we sort of and, – and, and to be honest with you, it's almost a mindset in those communities that we are sort of left alone, like sort of very isolated and sort of uh-huh. almost – how do you say it's it, It's sort of cliquish in a way. So when we talk about, you know, new folks in the GLBT community moving to that area – they will even find find it difficult to link up with other gay and lesbian folks in the area because even the community is sort of cliquish. So I mean there's sort wow. of this general mindset of isolation mm-hmm. and um, Could it be so close? because it's so close to Chicago so it's just easy to get away to
1: Chicago or is it or is it just because it's such a small town and there's always that fear, like I find in Lenawee County. I mean, which is a, a one of the, our southern counties or whatever, mm-hmm. where it is ex- you to break into that community is mm-hmm. is almost impossible. And even if you identify somebody who you met at the Al Bar, mm-hmm. you know who you know either hit on you, you hit on them, they're receptive or whatever. You get into Lenawee County, mm-hmm. there is no, there mm-hmm. is like you know I don't know who you are, I don't know what you're trying to do. It's very hard to break into that community. And I think, and because of a lot of the discrimination that has happened down there, right, and And the
2: and the the need to be closeted, right, the the absolute. Uh I mean, it's not
1: talk uh, about safety,
2: right? Right. It's a need. You know, I in my former line of work um, was at the national conference for that and met someone who um, works at worked at a similar organization to where I worked on the west side of Michigan, and she. We met each other at the lesbian caucus of this event of this conference, right, and she had a, she presented herself like in a very butch way, she had a flannel shirt with vest whatever i don't know something very lesbian <laughs> and you know it was very obvious to me it was very you know she really presented herself as out well, she actually then asked me if I would come to her organization and do a presentation for her staff on LGbt issues and working with lgbt clients and ways that they can do outreach and you know i had to, i drove all the way out to the west side of the state to do this for her she was wearing lipstick and heel and like in this socially progressive non organization wow. she was looking like a totally different person and one of the things that they actually asked me they were like and i don't even know that she was out at work wow I didn't ask her. I didn't think it was my business. Right. But they they asked me, what are ways that we can mark ourselves as friendly to the LGBT community? And I said, you can put a rainbow sticker on your front door. And they're like, we could never do that here. We could absolutely not do that. So we would have board members come in and and resign. We would have funders come in and take money away from us. Like we could not have that. We need even more subtle.
0: Wow. things the that. I
2: was like, there's nothing more subtle than the rainbow. Not I unless d- you have
3: like telepathic ability. <laughs> right,
2: right. Like even a wow. tiny little rainbow sticker. Like, you know us queers we're smart we're savvy we'll see that we'll know what that means even if it's an inch by an inch yeah. in the corner of the window like mm-hmm. okay right no one else would ever notice right even if no one else yeah. ever right. It,
0: right.
2: so i i mean i don't know eventually what they did but it was very like they weren't hostile they knew their environment was right mm-hmm. you know it was a very interesting experience so then how
1: do
5: people hook up then if it's so hostile I mean, it would be really scary to hook up with people. Well, you know, it's sort of it was uh, as I was sitting here listening, it sort of reminded me one of those of those jokes where, you know, someone well, I went to Philadelphia and I ran into you know gay Bob. Do you know gay Bob? Like we all know each yeah. other. And it yeah. sort of is yeah. that I way I do there. know gay Bob. It is <laughs> yeah. <As a> <laughs> sort of, of that fact. Way oh, yeah. And it and it's like that. That you know if um. you know. I know this person from southwestern Michigan and they're out. Uh, I'm going to know them. And you know there's there's such a handful, such a such a small handful really in the big picture of folks who are really out in the community and active in the community and out at the same time. There's an wow. incredibly a uh, small number of those people and it's one of those situations where so I really would are, know Gay Bob. So how how okay,
1: we're going to excuse euphenisms the for Gay Bob. I mean, mm-hmm. how does Gay Bob How does he last out there, then? I mean, if it's so hostile... What is it
5: that Bob's got that the community won't go after him? Wouldn't
2: you like to know?
5: I do, actually. But anyway. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think, honestly, the bottom line is it's incredibly difficult. I mean, and not to sort of be defeatist about it, but it mm-hmm. is just incredibly difficult at this point to be able to link up with other people in the community. It's just there's an, a huge amount of barriers to it. And, you know, at this point, the, the, uh, the center that we do have um, is relatively new. It's only been open for about two and a half, maybe three years. And, you know, they're just, you know, beginning to really start to crank out some programs where people can actually get involved socially. You know, we're doing things like uh, GLBT um, AA meetings and things like social hours and events. And there's we now have our first Gay-Straight Alliance, which is sort of this, um, you know, independent group that we ha- absolutely have had nothing but trouble getting into schools with. I mean, right, we sh- doors right. after doors after doors just shut shut and shut. It's especially with this Gay-Straight Alliance. I mean, talking about youth and sexual orientation is is incredibly taboo in the area. And, you know, we have trouble even getting guidance counselors in to speak about the availability of the alliance and, and, and the group itself. But we have established one, and that's and that's excellent, and that's a huge step for us. I mean, yeah. talking about something, you know, that a lot of folks in, in other areas might take for granted, a Gay-Straight Alliance in Berrien County is gigantic. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, right. there's the simple fact that there is one with a name is huge. Wow. Right. Do you think yeah.
3: that as more people are out and feel safer being out in the community, that you're gonna see a bigger increase in the in like what you're able to do and the support of, of your allies? Or because we always talk about yeah. how important it is to be out, but you know we can all say that because it's not too easy so to, do. to do. Yeah. But you know. Do you see that happening in your...
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it has already improved. Like I said, I didn't mean to be sound defeatist, but I do want to paint the picture for what it is. It, it really is incredibly difficult. It really is incredibly closeted. Mm-hmm. And it's different than it is, you know, certainly uh, than it is out here in Washtenaw County. Um, but, yeah, I think that there's, you know, it's always improving. You know, and I think that um, that's one of those things that are sort of bound to happen, you know. What if things are never different? Well, they're likely to be. So, I mean... Things are always always improving. The fact that you know five years ago there was no center, and now that now there is, the fact that there were absolutely no programming for JLBT youth now there is. I mean, so we're seeing those seeing those improvements, which is excellent. But you know, I mean, I think that it's just a matter of time that it's going to take before you know these things sort of become institutionalized, become really popular, and people feel like they can actually you know come to those meetings. Youth feeling mm-hmm. like they can come to the uh, Gay Straight Alliance. We're facing an issue with that now, and we know the youth is out there, but we're having an issue actually getting these youth to come because they're afraid to come because they, they, they know that that might put them in a position where they're either outed as, as someone having a different sexual orientation or outed as someone who's allied with people who have different sexual orientations. So, I mean, the barriers are sort of constant. And we're always working on them, and they are definitely improving, and they will continue to improve, but, I mean, we still find ourselves in sort of a uh, rough state.
2: And it is easy for us to say, you know, just come out. That's all you got to do. I do want to say, but I also want to say that, like, that is incredibly important because honestly and truly, and I, this is probably, this is my dead horse that I beat all the time, like making personal relationships, like saying, hi, I'm Christy and I'm a big big fat queer, like, (laughs) and sitting down and And saying, let's have a... Nobody would ever get <laughs> any of those things like having those conversations and saying, let's have a cup of coffee uh-huh. and talk about it um, is goes a long way, goes much uh-huh. longer than any bumper sticker or, you know, protest rally or whatever. Making relations, you know, I. Just to, as a quick aside, I just wrote a letter to the editor of this magazine. You know, I get all these parenting magazines now. I don't subscribe to them. They just come to my house. And they just know.
1: How do they know? <laughs> I don't know. How they know. But See, the straight community is more <laughs> infiltrative than we right. are. That's the
2: right. Two magazines ago, before I was getting it, I guess there was an article in there about, you know, two moms. My two moms, I think it was called. And somebody wrote, a couple of people wrote in and were very supportive. But one person wrote in and actually said that having two moms was wicked. Wicked and unhealthy. So I wanted to respond back. And my ultimate response was to this. Her name was Mary. And she lived in Schaumburg, Illinois. Um, hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. <laughs> Hope you're listening. That's right. <laughs> um, was like the, the way that I said at first, like, I want Mary to know, like, I pay just as many taxes as her and I rake my leaves and I mow my lawn and we take care of our house and we do all these things. And, um, you know, so I don't I don't really think it's fair of you to call me wicked. But here's the situation, like, why don't you come over, we'll have dinner, and if at the end you still think my family's wicked, fine. But until then, keep your judgment to yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't get to say that about me until you know me. And But I think that getting, making those relationships is so important. And what I want to encourage folks who are in areas where it doesn't feel safe to come out is to find some way, some way area that it's uh, like some group of people that you can be out with because the minute like for me when I experienced coming out which is you know a lifelong process I think in a lot of ways when I met you know the first 10 people I can was able to be totally flamingly gay with um After that, like, being gay around my dad was a lot easier. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, well, these people support me. You get accustomed to being who you You are. Right, you get so used to it. And so that's sort of my encouragement. And I think what makes... Coming out get easier and easier,
1: and definitely the more you practice it. But I think the other thing that I that I have a hard time with though sometimes is that I've gotten hurt. Yes, i not necessarily physically they haven't like really come and Absolutely. attacked me or my home, but I certainly the some of the comments that they have made um, have been have been very wicked. Mm-hmm. Um and 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 it and sometimes you have to develop that that strong skin. I mean, I right. think there's something there's a Absolutely. there's a yeah. line in the. And Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh my God, I'm really becoming a queen. I'm quoting movies now, but <laughs> we're quoting that movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is where you know that they say that um, the transgender person is saying that you know sometimes these lo- these lines that are drawn um, with the city is necessarily to um, keep us um, to keep us out, but it's also sometimes it's better to keep us in because because mm-hmm. it, it can hurt so much. Mm-hmm. It Absolutely. Can, you know, I mean, I
3: think we're partially responsible for. In some ways, for not for not making it a safer environment, In some right. in in a very small way. I mean, right. but I do think that we are, like you said, that you, you know, it's it's of course it would be so much easier if I only talked to you, right, right, right. if I right. only ever had to deal with gay right. people. Exactly, it's right. not the reality of what we live in. Much in the same way that it's not the reality, while whilst you know, heterosexual people may think they don't know anyone gay, they don't know any lesbians, they don't know. That's not true. Right. It's just statistically impossible. You just don't know someone. If you know more than 10 people. Right. Right. (laughs) Who feel safe enough to come out to you. And think about what that says about you as a person. Yeah. What does that say about who you are? Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of people would say, well, I don't, I don't want to be like that. I don't, you know. Right. Right. That's not the person I want. to be. Yeah.
2: And you do make a good point. You do have to be willing. You have to actually be willing to get hurt.
0: Right.
1: You yes. have to it's be p- right. and taking that risk and
2: take that risk and yeah. it sucks and it does hurt and but you know, it's part of life. It is totally part of yeah. life. And if you weren't gay, you'd be getting hurt about something else. That's right. You weren't breastfed or something. And
3: even if you right. are gay, it's not the only thing you're going to get hurt about. Right. I exactly. Mean, right. you know, so speaking of it.
1: getting hurt, so like. <laughs> Um, All right. So, like, so, John, why did you take on this this awesome um, <laughs> job in the um, over on
5: the west side? Yeah, you know, I mean, I sort of just sort of found myself wandering to the south, southwest Michigan and sort of ended up establishing some roots there. I mean, I grew up in Chicago, so, I, you know, I'd spent the, my, most of my life I can there. Totally hear that in your voice. <laughs> Again, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Chicago and uh Just sort of stumbled across southwestern Michigan, and you know I've, I've settled some roots there. You know I live out in the country and, and and live by a lake, and you know that's the sort of thing that I that I tend to enjoy. So I I like it there as far as the you know the landscape, and you know set up roots and you know just decided well hey I can stay out here and shake things up for a little while why not. Okay. And so it's worth it to you to kind of, I mean, you you have that. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I think it's, it's its an area that sort of needs needs to affect some change in it. And I think that, you know, being part of that in any way that I can, you know, I, I, I'm happy to do that. Right.
1: So, and the, one of the things that we're going to end with here, so John be ready, is um, so one of our funders ha- um, actually suggested to us when we did our, our fundraising that we need to ask each of our new guests, if you were a tree, what would oh. you be?
5: If I was a tree, what kind of tree would I be? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Super gay tree? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the only thing that I can say is I really like the Chinese maple, and the reason why I like the Chinese maple is because it stays red longer in the fall <laughs> than other trees do, so it's noticeable and sticks out like a sore thumb, so I'd like to be that one.
0: That's, That's a <laughs> great <laughs> one. <laughs> that sounds like you had months
1: to do <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just came to me now. That's right. So um, thank you, John, for um, entertaining our uh, questions and things. Thank all you right. for having me. Um, <laughs> and we will see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in to Closets Are Foreclosed on WCBN FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500. That's 763-3500. Or you can write us here at the station at 530-SAV, Ann Arbor, Michigan, 48109. Or at our Ipsy office, you can reach us at P.O. Box 980070, Ypsilanti, Michigan, 48198.
2: The views and opinions expressed on Closets Are For Clothes are solely those of their speakers and are not the opinions of WCBN or our licensees, the regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns, I'm Christy Cardinal. See you at the same time, same place next week, Wednesday from 6 to 7. Peace.
5: Here's a word problem for you. <clears throat> a train leaves Television Junction at 7 o'clock p.m., bound for Dullsville Depot, traveling at the speed of yawn. At the same time, the neon jazz train departs the WCBN station, traveling in all directions at near light speed. Using this information, answer the following question By 9 p.m., where will your minds be, yawn? At the same time, the neon jazz train departs the WCBN station, traveling in all directions at near light speed. Using this information, answer the following question. By 9pm.